Hey chums, welcome back to a game with chums podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Paul, Paulus, Paulie D, Paulie C, Paulie um, Pastor Ducci to the left hand side, and with me is my ever um, happy and <laughs> bright, you know, um, sunshine, the affable uh, shorts, no sleeve, Mister Rawls. How you doing? I'm not happy. Well, I've had two weeks off that. work, and Jesus. I've got to go back to work tomorrow. So we can, we can tell we can tell by that slapped ass you got on your look on your face that you're not happy. So I'm deeply depressed at the moment. Back to we work tomorrow. Back we to normality. Are. Sucks. Yeah, yep. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Ross said, we've been been away. Uh, we went to uh, this will tie into our, our main discussion, but uh, yeah, we went to uh, Portugal with some friends to see uh, a band called Rammstein from Germany, and uh, we decided to make it uh, to make it a bit of a holiday and go to a place that no, no well, I know you've been there before, but uh, the other people haven't, like our other friends haven't been there before, and I haven't been there, so we decided to go to Lisbon in Portugal. And it was a uh, jolly good time. We had a really nice time. But we'll discuss that a bit more. But first off, have you been doing anything? Playing? I kind of know the answer, but watching? Playing? With yourself? I don't know. What, what, That's an incredibly personal question. Uh, mm-hmm. No, obviously, it's, it's Sunday as we're doing this, and we... We got back very late Wednesday evening, so had like three days since we got back, so I haven't done much. I finished off um, the latest season of Demon Slayer, which was good. And then I've just played a very little bit of both Diablo 4 and Trails from Zero, which I'm slowly working my way through. So yeah, I haven't really done much, just kind of trying to recover from a week of drinking. <laughs> And uh, and a lot of walking around a very hot city. Mm. So it's been main, mainly just sitting around doing very little. Mm. How about you? Um, as you as you know, uh, I've also been recovering from a week of drinking and walking around a very hot city. Um, in terms of playing, not much. I haven't played much. I've been streaming Dragon Age Inquisition, getting to the end of that again. Uh, forgotten. You know, how much of a good, yeah, pretty decent game. I wouldn't say it was game of the year. Like, I think it won a few awards saying, oh, game of the year. Um, but I don't think it's game of the year, but it's still a, still a thoroughly enjoyable game. Um, yesterday, I was up in London, London town, like central London, and kept doing a bit of karaoke at our favourite place. Not Dan's favourite place, but our favourite. Well, I quite like the place. There because and, everybody, it was Paul's birthday. Wish him a happy birthday in the comments below. Thank you. Um, so yeah, did that and mingled around Pride. It was Pride uh, Parade yesterday in Central London, and there was a fuck ton of people there. Uh, so it was very busy, um, but fun was had by everyone. And I'm now paying the consequences today because I drank a f- absolute diabolical amount of soju you know your favorite drink <laughs> um it's dangerous that stuff creeps yeah, up on you it's about must have polished about five bottles of the grape they only have one flavor in the um in the karaoke place it's grape to polish five of those off bad boys off and uh had a few beers in one of the pubs in soho yesterday and um yeah it was a it's a it was a probably enjoyable Saturday night, Saturday, but then you pay the price on Sunday. <laughs> so I'm paying the price now, and just watch Lost in Translation. We had the I had the urge to watch it, and I just was like, let's watch it. Great film, a bit creepy, film. creepy. You know, like at the time, Scarlett Johansson was 17 years old when that time of that filming, and there's old 50 year old Bill Murray macking on her. So it's a bit weird. I know she's not supposed to be a 17 in the film, but she was 17 in real life. So, yeah, it's kind of like weird, but 
good movie overall, you know, about two strangers meeting each other, you know, and slowly forming a connection. It's all good in the backdrop of Tokyo, which kind of makes you missed like Japan or Tokyo because you see things, you see landmarks, you see activities and you think, oh, I wish I was back there having a damn thoroughly good adventure. Oh, Maybe yeah. meeting a 17-year-old um, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Well, other than that, that's all I've been doing, man. But yeah, all... Someone from my work came back from Tokyo just before we went to Lisbon and was talking about it. And I was like, oh, man, I want to go back now. Oh, it's man. a lot of money. And if yeah, I'm going to blow fine. that kind of money, I'd want I'd probably just go to South Korea instead and take another place off my list. But I'd love to go back to Japan. Yeah, I mean... South Korea is also on my list. I've been meaning to go there. Obviously, you had the pandemic and so lockdown, so no one could travel. So that's been on the back burner for about four years. Uh, but it's, it's... buying the flight is not too bad because you can buy that and then you've got, t you got like normally you have like seven or eight months to save up for the trip. So that's kind of, kind of good. Um, so I might do that for sometime next year. I know my sister wants to go there as well, so might arrange a little trip. But yeah, all good, man. Um, speaking of which, uh, quick game news. I mean, obviously we got the ongoing saga of the Activision Blizzard deal with Xbox. That's we onto, do onto the court, like to remove the injunction that the T the FTC is put on the on the merger. Well, the FTC has taken gone to court to try and get a preliminary injunction. That's the one. Because so. um, they had they were thinking that Microsoft were going to try and close the deal over the objections of the CMA, which I don't see how they could do. But I am not a lawyer. But um, so they know? went oh. to try and look. They went to court to try and get a preliminary injunction. So there's been a hearing of. Last week, I think it was. It was mainly while we were out in Lisbon, so we weren't really following it. So we're not particularly up to date on it because we were too busy drinking and uh, <laughs> enjoying ourselves. But uh, it sounds like a lot of juicy stuff came out of the um, hearings. So maybe we'll spend some time properly digging into that and maybe we'll talk about that another time. But I think the hearing's finished now and it's expected that the judge will make a decision early this week I think this coming week so I guess we'll find out more mm. and then maybe we'll have something more to discuss next time but it's still going on so yeah. been like a year and a half now <laughs> certainly has certainly has um, anything else you know we recently had the Xbox showcase we haven't really spoken about that but uh, it was a good showcase for Xbox uh, obviously good. you still want it Still got the naysayers saying that there was too much CG. Then people saying it's in-game footage. And they were like, then can we have some gameplay? So it's like a never-ending like list of uh of finding something to complain about. So um, but yeah, it was a good one. It had uh showed us a lot of games, a lot of uh first party exclusives. Oh yeah, and you got um, look great. Fable look good. And uh, also, you know, they had uh, Starfield had their own showcase, which really got me hyped for the game. Game just uh, seems absurd. <laughs> it's just everything in it. It's a lot to do in there. So, um, you know, it's going to be running at thirty frames on the Xbox consoles. Uh, so, you know, swings around about. Um, but yeah, the game does look really fun and really enjoyable and that's all you want really you want a fun enjoyable game and hopefully it's a return f to form for bethesda because uh obviously you had fallout 4 which released to fairly good reviews but it fell short of people's expectations and fallout 76 which you know less said about that the better but, um yeah hopefully it's a new ip by bethesda and you when was the last time they had a new ip so more than yeah, two decades ago yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to that you know hopefully it'll be the next skyrim space you know that's what people want and everyone loves skyrim well not everyone some people find the faults of it all of a sudden you know so tens of millions of people love skyrim 
Mm -hmm. But speaking of which, of our, of our holidays, this is going to be like our sort of mainish topic what we're going to discuss. Um, like, if you could, Mr. Wars, you can pick multiple. You don't have to just be one. But if you could go to a location anywhere in any video game, where would you go and why would you go there? I mean, I'll start with you. Like, like we can just shoot some shit. We can just talk about like multiple locations, worlds, and environments. We would like to go if we could go into a video game world. Where would you like to go? So, I suppose for this topic, you're going to have to kind of set aside the fact that generally in video games, the world is about to end, <laughs> or they have like multiple world-ending catastrophes that are coming. So, we have to ignore that part and just talk about the world itself. Well, yeah, that like side. location. Yeah. But um, Eorzea from Final Fantasy fourteen would probably be top of my list just because it's a huge world. I've spent like 10 years visiting it through my PC. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you've got like a mix of, there are some very sort of high technology stuff there, but it's very sort of, I wouldn't say medieval fantasy, but it's like it's a fantasy land, and you've got. Um, I think I've I've started three characters. I've only really got one main, but I've kind of messed around with a couple, and I always end up starting in Gridania as a starting city, which is just a huge forest, and these um, like towns built of like wood and everything. It's very sort of naturalistic, and um, when we went to Tokyo four years ago now i think it was we went to the eorzea cafe and um damn it the place was falling out of my head where all the anime shops and everything are akihabara akihabara yeah they got the uh eorzea cafe in akihabara and that was like one one thing i really wanted to do when we went out there and um we booked it ahead of time and it's modelled after the um, Adventurers Guild in Gridania, which was part of the reason I wanted to go, because that place kind of feels like a second home in a sense. So I always use that as my starting city, and then for like the first 15 levels of the game, you're constantly going back there to talk to NPCs and pick up quests and stuff. So, yeah, I think Gridania from Final Fantasy XIV would wanna be one I'd like to go to. Obviously, there's been multiple world-ending catastrophes that have happened in that world. So you'd have to kind of set that aside and just enjoy the world itself. But that's the, I think that's the first one that immediately comes to mind. But then obviously you've got, it's a huge world with like tons of different cities and areas and biomes and everything. So living Gridania and then just kind of explore the world from there. Just basically how the game goes, really. If you start from there. Excellent. Yeah, man. Like I think like, a lot of Final Fantasy games have got good locations and good worlds. Uh, one that springs to the top of my off the top of my head is probably Final Fantasy VII, and I'm talking about the beach town, the Costa Costa. Is it Costa? Costa del Sol. Costa del Sol. Oh, I was slightly worried you were going to say Midgar, yeah. and I was like going to be like, Nah, man, Midgar. <laughs> Midgar. Yeah, yeah. Living under um, the rotten pizza. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Costa del Sol, man. It's got all, all you want, you know. Got sexy beaches. Sexy sand, sexy weather, and sexy people <laughs> with giant swords. Um, I don't know if the new game's going to explore that. The remake, I'd use that term very loosely. If that's going to be, if they're going to explore Casa del Sol, uh, I think they will. I think they probably will. I think they said probably they're going to keep all locations, didn't they? Just not necessarily mm -hmm. like in the same order and everything. Or, yeah, Maybe I'm making yeah. that up. I don't know. I'm sure I remember reading that at some point. Yeah, so yeah, like places like that, Costa del Sol, man. I'm kind of thinking, well, it's set in fantasy world, so there'll be magic, but it's set in the beach. It's kind of weird because there's an actual place called Costa del Sol in Spain, and uh, that's inhabited by loads of like expats and you know, holidaying Brits and stuff. And that's my <laughs> idea of a living nightmare, but um, over <laughs> but in that world, yeah, I can, I can see like Costa del Sol, you know, just as. Just, you know, just because of the sun, sand, and, and beaches. And, uh, yeah, I'll say that for now, just for the fam fam familiarity of it all as well, because um, I can't actually remember what you do in that 
why you go there. You go there to visit someone, don't you? You get the ferry from Janon. That's uh, yeah. Because Janon is on the first continent, and then Costa del Sol is like the port on the other side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, and, but I'm pretty sure yeah, that's been, why you go there. And uh, the gang like sort of spend a bit of time there to relax and unwind after, uh, yeah, all the adventures and stuff they've got up to. But yeah, Costa del Sol. What's the name of the planet of the world? Final Fantasy. I think it's just Gaia. Gaia, Gaia. Yeah. So. Imaginative. I think that was. Earth. <laughs> I think that was like. Um, I don't think it was originally supposed to be called Gaia. I think they. I think that was like a, not necessarily a retcon, but like a later thing with maybe the compilation. I don't remember it actually being specifically named in the original game, but fairly sure it is called Gaia. Yeah. But yeah, there's also a, a beach resort area in Final Fantasy fourteen in Lenosha, which is like a, um, coastal city. And um, Costa, it's called Costa del Sol as well. And it's all probably. like, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. But it's all like, um, it's like a beach area, and then they've got these um, wooden platforms and wooden huts, like on piers leading out into the sea. Very picturesque. But yeah, there's there's plenty of places like that that are like obviously obvious callbacks to the original, not the original, like the older games, mm-hmm. and then characters that are named after characters, and then. Um, You've got entire like storylines that kind of crib from the old games, which is really cool. But, yeah, Costa del Sol in Final Fantasy seven and fourteen. Cool. Well, anything else you got? Any other ones we can divulge? Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I chose Costa del Sol just because of the sand, the sun, mm. and, you, know, you know, relaxing and stuff like that. But not necessarily like the world of Gaia. Yeah, that part. Anything else that you would think would make a good if you could sell it as a holiday lo- location, if you were to sell it to someone who knew nothing about it, what how would you sell it like to for your new uh, your, your new choice? Um, that's a good question because I don't know what I'm going to pick yet. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. How many games have Somewhere you played? That wouldn't man? be you terrible. So, you got so yeah. many games. <laughs> You've played hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of games. <laughs> well, I mean, if you could pick like a setting instead of just like one specific place and like Mass Effect would be an interesting setting to go to because it's far enough in the future that you've got space travel and multiple like alien races to kind of get to know and everything. Um, but then trying to think of a specific place in Mass Effect. The Citadel. Know, like the Citadel would be somewhere to go and just kind of... It's got everything you need. Feels like you could explore the Citadel, like not just the parts that are in the game, but like the, the actual entire Citadel. Feels like you could spend years exploring that mm-hmm. and not see all of it. Mm-hmm. You see so little of it in the games. Um, and it's weird as well. I always thought it was weird in the in the sequels that you don't visit the same parts of it again. Mm-hmm. That would have really helped to kind of sell the scale of it. If you got new areas and the old areas, yeah, like the Mass Effect universe as a whole would be pretty cool. It'd be good to go, like go and visit um, Thessia, the uh, Asari homeworld, because that looked like it would have been cool if it wasn't half destroyed by the uh, Reapers in Mass Effect Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you've probably got a mix there. You got places you wouldn't want to go as well, like um, Tachanka. No reason to go there. Just big angry Krogans. Yeah, mm. nuclear wasteland. They blew each other up with nuclear war bombs, didn't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the Mass Effect world is pretty cool. Yeah, Citadel. I wouldn't mind going there. It'd be nice, isn't it? But if if I was to go for sell... a swim on the Presidium. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if yeah, I mean, if I could think of one, it'd probably be Rapture. You know, the city under the sea before it all went to shit. I mean, look at that, man, like selling it. It's a city under the sea. You've got no like sort of restrictions on how you, how to, you know, there's no restrictions on technology, very loose morals when it comes to, uh, comes to genetic, to, to, to med to studying humans and stuff. But the city under the sea is, is a quite a good concept, man. Like I've kind of, it's kind of like a kind of surprised that no one's actually trying to build a city under the sea. Has that been? Has that ever been attempted by by any nation? Like build a uh, under uh, underwater sea? Good question. So 
it's in so much media, you know. I never, I don't understand why no one. This must be an eccentric billionaire out there who's willing to build a city under the sea. I mean, like, well, there's eccentric billionaires out there, but they all want to build cities on Mars or something mm. instead at the moment they're all about going to space probably so they yeah. can strip mine this planet of its resources and then move on to the next one and leave the rest of us for death anyway well this took a dark turn didn't it <laughs> i mean but yeah i'm I, trying I, to think of like games i've played where you spend a lot of time on undersea like cities or bases and they always mm. they never end well <laughs> i mean i'm surprised that like no one from Saudi, you know, the Gulf countries, the Saudi states haven't built for, I don't know, I've got so much money, let's build a city on the sea. I mean, they build floating islands there, you know, <laughs> like new islands, like Pat, you've seen those ones, like they're all like fancy. The palm tree thing. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. But I wonder why no one's thought, hey, what about under the sea? There'll be no accusations, like, just friendly crustaceans. Yeah, under the sea. So, I don't know, you might say, like, just imagine trying to sell it to someone, like, you know, you've got a housing crisis or you we lack the land. Why don't they go, well, then we build some social housing. <laughs> Probably because one leak good. and the entire city would be destroyed. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, like really deep down under the sea. I mean, like, probably, like, you know, 50 feet down under the sea. You know, 30 feet will be good. You know, you can swim it then, like, if, if if worse comes to the worst. You can swim 30 feet, I think, if you're strong. I mean, you, learning how to swim will be a must if you decide to live under the sea. <laughs> I mean, the logistics of it just is mind-boggling. Like, all that water pressure and they're trying to build, like, your foundations. Can you imagine getting the contractors in <laughs> trying to build under the sea? Just, just <laughs> then they're going, oh, how are we going to... How are we even going to get food down here? I mean, you can get food down there. You just get it like get a submarine, get it down there. You get your weekly shop down there. You can grow probably grow your own food down there after a while. You know, like you know, you want once you got everything like set up there, you can like grow your own food. You know, it won't lack for well, seawater would probably kill vegetables and plants, but yeah, I mean, there'd be no sunlight either. Yeah, I'll just. Well, do we, I mean, like you can build an artificial one. Like, come on, man, you're putting roadblocks in the way here, man. Come up with some solutions. I'm just trying like, to be realistic. Look, that attitude would not make a city built under the sea. Andrew Ryan would not like like this negative, like these all these like <laughs> uh, <laughs> stumbling blocks that you're putting in front of me, man. Just oh, well, let's go built. from let's go from under the sea to in the sky. What about Columbia and Bioshock Infinite? See. That, that I could do, but I never got Colombia, right? Because it moved, right? The, the city moved. It was floating. I think city. so, yeah, it was floating it, around. So, like, what if, like, it, like, how far up in the air was it? Was it? it was pretty far, wasn't pretty it? Pretty far. How did, how did Booker get up there? He got up there by a pod, right? So that means it must have been stationary to get that, like... Unless know, they're just up. mapping its flight path and... And know where it'll be at a certain time. How did I don't know. It's, it's been a long time to... since. I can't well, I mean, you'd be able to track it in some way, wouldn't you? Because who, who, but it wasn't part of the government thing, was it? it sort of went well, yeah, but you'd have someone on the on the ground, wouldn't you? Really? Just imagine being born in the air. Like you're the, like you technically like weren't born on like you're born in the in the sky. Yeah, you're, you're, the sky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think the transportation system is particularly very... You know, it certainly efficient. wasn't very safe. Yeah, I mean, like, you're just holding on there with a railing, just spinning, going around. Surely yeah, they would have built some cable cars or something like don't that. Don't let go of that skyhook, otherwise you're, uh, it's a long way down. If we ignore the um, rampant racism in, in, in Colombia, it could be a good location. <laughs> yeah. If, but if you're like... If you're if you're like a a, a person of color and um and uh and Irish, then you're pretty much bollocks, then aren't you? So they only want pure Aryan people there. I mean, that could like hamper your like if you want to go there to visit you. You're like I don't know if if you have friends up there or something like that. Well, I think you just have to decide. You know, guess we're not friends anymore. Can't go have, to Rapture. Did they have, did they have planes there? 
Like, did they have like airplanes up like, landing with supplies and shit? Not that I can remember. It's been it's been like over a decade since I played it. I've only ever played it the once. Yeah. Um yeah. I remember thinking it was a really cool setting. Obviously mm. that the whole thing with like the Bioshock games is cool setting, rotten to the core. Mm-hmm. Like um the original Bioshock is like capitalism and um libertarianism run rampant and and then the mm. the other Bioshock Infinite is like here's this wondrous floating city but it's built on racism and everything else. Bigotry and really? it must be hard to breathe up there if they're that high up. It's a fair point. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking like po- po- we're just po- po- See now who's now holes. who's poking holes? Uh, when you think about it, it just doesn't make any <laughs> sense, really. Just like, wait a minute, how did they breathe up there? Thin air must be pretty thin. I mean, people need oxygen to climb up certain mountains, man. Jesus Christ. And that was pretty high up in uh, Bioshock, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It was up in the clouds. Yeah, it certainly was, indeed. If you cannot tell, we're like trying to, we, we, there wasn't much of a topic um, for this <laughs> podcast. So we are trying to keep the, the conversation flowing. But anything anywhere else, Mr. Rules? Anywhere else would you think you would like to visit to visit? Hmm. Come on. Would it be Infinite would it be cheating to... say the world of Yakuza because we've actually technically been there? <laughs> what, Tokyo? Yeah, well specifically um Kam- Kamarucho, which is Kabukicho. I don't know. I don't like Kabuchicho. I think that part of Tokyo is kind of shit. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, and it doesn't let a lot of foreigners in, like certain clubs and stuff. You have to be Japanese. Probably a good thing, to be honest. It's a lot of the yakuza owned. But no, you've yeah. got like other areas the series goes to, like um, you go to Osaka, and um, yakuza three is like set in Okinawa, which I'd really like to go to Okinawa. But it kind of feels like cheating because it's a real place. <laughs> mm. But I mean. Yeah, I, it's one of those places I've always wanted to go to is Okinawa and maybe uh, Hokkaido. One of those ones, and, you know. Like heard um, Hokkaido is be- really beautiful, but it's probably if you're going to go there, you might as well go in during the winter because then you know it's, that's probably the best. You know, it's famous for its snow, isn't it? Really, mm. that yeah. ice festival thing, don't they? Mm. Looks pretty what, cool. What's, what's their biggest town? It's, it's Sapporo, isn't it? I think so. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay, cool. I mean, oh, if I could pick a world out of all the other world, if I could pick a destination, I'll probably, you know, like the town, well, I was going to say the town in Silent Hill, but Silent Hill itself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a spooky ghost. <laughs> Try selling. <laughs> Try selling that one. Listen, basically, it's this deserted town where you yeah nightmares yeah. come to life. Listen, sounds uh, great, hey, man. Come on, just just think about it. Like you can sell it as like a, you know, like you know, people like going to like excluded zones. Like people go thrill thrill seekers like going to um what was the place with the meltdown? Chernobyl. You got people go there, yeah, yeah. They go. People do go to these places and go to abandoned towns and stuff. Well, it's like there's that town in the US that um, that's like that they based like Silent Hill in the film off of, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think there was like a mine fire or something, and um, still burning, and it's still think, it? yeah, it's like still burning. So the town's still like smoking. Yeah. Can't remember what the place is called, but they 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 based Silent Hill in the film off of that place. Yeah, I mean, like, you could sell it, like, if you're looking for adventure, looking for thrills. <laughs> you might not survive. For, <laughs> you might not survive, but it's not, I know some people would definitely be up for that, man. I could sell that, you know, that's like, this place is really cool. It's pretty, like, if, you, if you're into this extreme, if if you're into extreme holidays, I've got the place for you, man. You can, you, your deepest, darkest secrets will be, un, un, will, will be, will be uncovered, you know. But you obviously you got to have the staples in there, you know. You got you, you know, it'll be like Jurassic Park or something. You know what I mean? You look over there, like there's um, there's a T Rex. Maybe start running or stay, no, no, stand still. You know, like there's pyramid head over there. Don't move. 
it's visions based on movement. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got the sexy nurses and all that shit. So you probably could sell it. It's different for everyone, man. Like <laughs> it's never the same. You never go to the same Silent Hill. Everyone has their own experience. That's how you can sell it, man. Not you know, you've got this five. Yeah, what, what if your nightmares are just like cuddly teddy bears? Then yeah, you, you, are, yeah. you have you have like cuddly. They'd probably be vicious teddy bears, like in Silent Hill Three, well, the bunny mm -hmm. rabbit and stuff. In it so probably like probably the knife. rabbit. Yeah, probably they'll probably warp it in some way. I don't think you can ever have like a even if you have like like you're scared a of teddy of bears. Balloons. Yeah, fear of clowns, like, and you have Pennywise running after you all the time. Yeah, man. So, uh, Silent Hill, man. I can sell that. Yeah, come to Silent Hill. You might not. Leave. You might not leave. Yeah, so good. You'll probably never leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anything else you got? What else? Um, got? Another one that might be good without all the monsters is um, the game's actually kind of divisive. I guess is one word, but I think I'm also kind of mixed on the game. But the I really like the world in Final Fantasy 15. It's kind of a cool world. It's kind of grounded for a fantasy video game land, but then but then you've got like those weird like spires of rock arching over the sky that gives it its own kind of weird feeling. Um, it's another world that's got a bit of everything as well. But yeah, minus all the monsters, you can go out and like camp out at night with all your uh, branded Coleman camping gear. Uh -huh. uh, just make sure you take a friend with you who knows mm. loads of recipes. I mean, why not, man? Like, if you want a lads' holiday, right? You mean that's what technically Final Fantasy Fifteen is: a group of <laughs> lads camping out together, having a that's good a transforming time. car. Exactly. So, yeah, if you want a lads' holiday, Final Fantasy, the world of Final Fantasy, probably be an ideal place for you. You know. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, most lads. people go to like Falaraki or something, but I don't know. We'll go and camp out in the wilds, mm. and then you know, maybe you'll see like a. 200 story summon creature throw a lightning bolt at something yeah that's a bonus yeah. no it's like it's a really cool world though it's very kind of again much like gridania in on fantasy 14's eorzea it's a very sort of naturalistic environment just mm -hmm. probably isn't like a million miles away from somewhere you could find here on earth um you know just full of monsters instead of people mm. Are people the true monsters, Paul? I think they are. Well, I think we are. Yeah, we're the <laughs> true monsters. Besides the actual monsters. Yeah. Spooky the ones monsters. under your bed. Yeah. Did you ever get told that as a child? Like, did your parents ever tell you about, like, the boogeyman or something like that? No, they told that... me there was no boogeyman and there were no monsters under my bed. Are you telling me your parents told you the opposite? That sounds uh, like child abuse. I don't know where that came from because I've known think I don't know if anyone's parent told you about the boogeyman or the monster in the cupboard or the monster in your under your bed or stuff like that. I don't know where that came from. Is that just an American thing that they told their kids just to behave themselves? I wonder where all like, it must kind of be based on something. It probably comes from like Brothers Grimm fairy tales and stuff like that. It's all based on like scaring the shit out of kids to keep them in line isn't it so it's probably just like an evolution of that well some but, kids need some kids need that you know little terrors these days aren't yeah they? some kids are assholes yeah do you reckon your uh, little nephew is going to grow up to be a pain in the ass nah he just have a lot of energy mm. just going to like give him sedatives or something i don't know that sounds bad 18 months old and give him his 70s jesus christ you know he could just go out and play in the park or something yeah do that energy. burn that energy off yeah unlike the americans if your kid's got like adhd they just prescribed you shit tons of tablets just to keep them docile instead of letting them burn off the energy by playing sports or something like that or just keeping them active then you know anyway we're not, we're not here to talk about like what how people should parent their, their children but do you have anything else that you, what world would make an ideal lo holiday location? Or would you like to visit? Because I've got a couple more. 
Or why don't you give me one more while I have a think? Um, I like to go to Hyrule. Zelda land. I mean, think about it, yeah? Before Ganon comes and ruins it all, it's a pretty nice place to live, man. Yeah, apart from obviously you got the dangers there of the monsters and shit. But Hyrule, I like to visit. It'll be a fun, like, like you know, it's got a bit of everything forever for you. You know, it's got the, you've got the mountains, you got the forest. Uh, what's the forest that Link grows up grows up in? Is it Akiri Forest? Akiri Forest. Go and visit a little. Was he supposed to be an elf or something? Who does he grow he up with? He is in... a. I've forgotten what they're called. They're called something. Um, I think they're based <laughs> on elves, though, aren't they? You can go and Very visit much. them. It's a talking tree, and like it's got varied landscapes, especially in Breath of the Wild. It's like very varied. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Hyrule probably be a good location. It's got castles. It's got a bit of history in there. It's got a royal family. So you know, like we we come from a country where we have a there's a royal family, and people like to go and visit those places. So I think, yeah, like if you're into like visiting royals, you can go to shit. My fucking microphone's about to fall off. That's you can um go to Hyrule and visit Princess Zelda and maybe have tea with her. What do you think? I mean, about probably that? not. And we're back. So any other places you would want to visit as a holiday destination or you would just like to drop in and see what see what it's all about see what's going on yeah i was thinking psychonauts but then i was thinking i mean that would be pretty cool especially if you could actually go into people's brains like raz does but then i was thinking you know what there's another double fine game i'd like to visit that's brutal legend again probably a lot of monsters running around but ignoring all that it's just like this absurd over the top heavy metal themed world and um it's one of the things i i liked from playing the game was the setting obviously the setting and the music mm. and um i fell off the game about the same time as everyone else in the world when it when we discovered it was not secretly an rts game and that's not really what i'm into but the world and the music and everything was really good yeah they kind of kept that secret didn't they when marketing it everyone thought it would be uh, yeah. like an action game and then it turned i mean it RTS. was for like the first five hours or so it was like a third person action adventure game and um and i was like oh this is cool i get in my drag car and drive around finding records to add to my radio get out and hit things with an axe see all these like landmarks that look like they belong on the cover of heavy metal albums and uh and then it's suddenly an rts and i'm like oh but yeah the world was really cool i'd, I'd really like to if they announced a sequel, then I go back and like force my way through the RTS sections and finish the game. Uh, I've been thinking about replaying it for a while. But... You be, you reckon they'll get rid of the uh, if they did do a sequel? You reckon they'll get rid of the RTS since it? Was I think so they'd disliked. probably keep it because it was okay. kind of. I mean, that's the game they wanted to make, and they I think I think they really wanted to make an RTS game, but they kind of shoved it in a third person action adventure because they knew it wouldn't sell otherwise. But I think people are more aware of what it is now, so I think they'd keep it. But, um, but yeah, like Tim Schafer's expressed a desire to do a sequel over the years, so it'd be cool if they do. But yeah, the world was just really imaginative. It's not like something like a lot of stuff you play a lot of video games, and a lot of the worlds kind of blend together. It's like, oh, this, here's another fantasy world, here's another sci fi world, not to kind of like lay down the amount of work that goes into those obviously there's a ton of work and our art and concepting and everything that goes into it but that was like very unique i don't remember ever seeing anything like that in a game before or since um yeah it's pretty cool wouldn't mind going go for it like, maybe like a, a long weekend and then get the hell out of there before the forces of hell descend on your airbnb and chop you into pieces yeah yeah that's cool um, one of mine will probably this is, you know, it's not set in the real world, obviously, but the setting is an actual based on the real world, and that is GTA Five, specifically Los Santos. 
think about it, Mr. Rawls. Think about it. It is something like our world. It's based on Los Angeles, but it's not really. It's like a hyper-realized version of our world. It's got all your amenities. It's got the sun, sand, beaches. It's got the modern conveniences, like you know, like modern buildings and stuff. But you get to have fun in there. It's like a, you know, <laughs> you get to do whatever you want. If I was to go in that world and be a like character, carjack there, people and shoot them, and carjack, stuff. do everything you can, live out your wildest fantasies, <laughs> just go nuts, and there'll be zero consequences. So yeah, I'll probably be, be GTA. I like to go there and just like have fun in that world when zero have you ever thought about it like when you go into the real world go just what, what if i could just do it like if you go out and go what if i could just do anything i wanted and there'll be zeros repercussions you know have you ever thought about that don't think no. i have yeah oh, that sounds man. slightly psychopathic well i'll tell you one this... thing though when i was when i used to like in the first few assassin's creed games came out um, I did find myself like idly looking at like churches and stuff and going, how would I climb that? Mm. So it's somewhat similar, but less, maybe less psychopathic. Yeah. But like you could jump out of a plane in, in, in without a parachute in GTA five. <laughs> I mean, you still die when you do that in the game. You just happen to respawn. Sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying you can respawn. You can do whatever you want. This is it, man. Like I'm not, we don't go into these worlds without the abilities and, and powers of the, that particular world. We won't go to like, say like you go to, to the brutal legend world without having the, the abilities of the Jack black character. You have to obey by this, their rules and their abilities. And that re and there, that world is respawning and coming back to life. So you can live out, you can come do whatever you want. You can cause a, a giant pile up car crash, blow up everything. And if, if, and if you were to die, you'll just respawn at a hospital. It's great, man. Yeah. <laughs> Darkest, deepest fucking psychotic fantasy in the, in the world of GTA. Uh, it just sounds like it's going to go to the way of some of the Steinsgate endings at this point. I mean, like, it's got casinos there, it's got bars, it's got restaurants. I mean, you can have a really good time there. You know, just with that, you know, zero repercussions. And I sometimes think that's it. this is what virtual reality is going to do soon, isn't it? You know, we're going to be like live, you know, like Ready Player One, where it just takes us to that particular world where you're an avatar. You can sort of, uh, you know, you get rid, get out of your mundane, boring existence by slipping into the virtual world, which is pretty soon going to happen to us. You know, maybe in not our generation, maybe in the next generation one. We're all like eight year olds, and you know, the kids these days are just putting on VR hel helmets to have a good time. We're there, you know, can't even like hold our own piss anymore, shit in our pants. <laughs> and you walk into a room and everyone's just sitting in a chair with a helmet on. Yeah. That's yeah, how I people mean, live now. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I kind of like envy and also pity the future generations of the human species, you know, with what's going to happen. You know, AI is probably going to be like halfway over. between Sword Art Online and Wally. It'll be, it'll kind of like, I kind of feel like I don't want to be pessimistic. Like, like every time AI and robots are brought up, we always have that vision of like, oh shit, it's going to, like, it's going to go bad. And like every like film, piece of media we've watched in video games, particularly, shown up like it's going to go to bad but we always think of the worst case scenarios but i always want to think that maybe it won't be maybe we'll you know it will be a great future you know maybe we won't be taken over by sentient sentient machines you know maybe it'll be like if you ever watched that cartoon back in the days an old one from hannah barbera um called the jetsons and they have a robot uh made stroke nanny thing and they and they got floating cities flying cars and everything i want to see well, a jetsons bit of is basically a utopia yeah and that's why it's maybe. boring i mean yeah it was, it was like the flintstones as well wasn't it they i remember they did the crossover of that and that was but <laughs> they were like oh god you gotta move your car by you know running it yourself i mean fred flintstone had some fucking fires on them to run that <laughs> car everywhere but um yeah man um we just kind of veered, veered, veered off then. 
But yeah, you got you got anywhere else, man? I I've shown you my true psychotics side. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out now. Yeah, have you got any where? Remember, like I should have probably stated that you can't you if you go into that world, you sort of obey and have the same abilities as those particular characters. Does that so, mean if I go into the world of Halo, I'm basically Master Chief? Well, you could be if you want, or you could be a Marine that like dies really easily. No, you, let's not you know, do that. Okay. That sucks. Yeah. Especially one of the Marines in one of our cold games. Mm. And just die immediately. Yes, yes. But you got anything you want to do or you, 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 you want to go to Halo? You want to go to a ring world? Not really. Oh, I mean, yeah. it'd be kind of similar to Mass Effect and just in the sense of it being like a few hundred years in the future and being able to travel around the galaxy and that. I feel like yeah. that's already... I mean... I like the setting of Halo, but it'd be doing the same stuff as in the Mass Effect setting, really. Just exploring space, which is... Space! Space! Which is, yeah, fantasy, obviously, at, at this point. But, man, imagine if you are born, like, two or three centuries from now and you could actually just go and go to space. New yeah, frontier. Do you, re- do you reckon in 200 years we w- will actually be have the ability to just, like, uh, space travel and like it'll be like easy as getting on a plane well either that or we'll we'll be extinct because i mean the planet ain't getting any cooler i mean yeah i mean that time that happens we're probably like elon musk probably like built his own little city on mars called elon muskville muskville muskyville or something like that you know all these billionaires that's what they seem to be planning on doing and they want to like explore space and get out of earth as soon as possible because we're all fucking it up but anyway like this is escapism where we're like come on <laughs> give me your well seeing as i'm playing one of the games in this series now the um i'm playing trails from zero which is part of a long-running series of like 12 games i think all set on the same continent of zamoria and i quite like the setting of that because it's kind of it's kind of this sort of it's a little bit sort of old-fashioned but also kind of on the cusp of like a their own kind of industrial revolution um using powers of these gemstones that can basically power everything from cars to airships to magic so you could just like go and buy like a little watch sized thing stick some gems in it and now you can throw fireballs around uh, which is always a plus but then there's off there's just it's a huge world and you get to visit it like um or every there's like the games are split into like different arcs in different parts of the continent so you get to see all these different areas and um yeah just it's quite a very appealing setting so that'd be pretty cool maybe go and join the bracer guild and become part of a paramilitary force and just go and hit people with a big stick that'd be fun in this big stick yeah in like this idyllic fantasy land with also big cities and airships and stuff it's pretty cool setting so i've got a question for you that's kind of the opposite what video game world would you not want to go to all of the ones we named (laughs) all of them i mean who the fuck wants to go (laughs) like you said if you really went to them you'd probably be killed ripped apart silent all right well let me (laughs) let me rephrase it which was which of these worlds be unappealing to visit even if you could respawn everything silent hill would be an obvious pick but yeah gta gta if the other people could visit there it'll be a living nightmare can you imagine that? Just like you get one griefer and uh, just like spawn <laughs> kills you all the time and hunts you down. Have you ever seen like videos of GTA Online? You always get that asshole and uh, who just goes around. You're trying to do an, like an adventure or something. It's kind of like Sea of Thieves where you get that one asshole and you just like start killing everyone and just won't leave you alone. It just drives you nuts. You just want to turn off the game, but you can't because you're stuck in that world for however long. Well, I mean, more in the sense of the world itself is unappealing, even if you were still obeying the rules, like you said before. Like, imagine going to the world of Gears of War, even if you could respawn it, it'd still be just a horrible place to go to. It'd be terrible, yeah. I mean, do I have to pick it one that 
we've mentioned or no just somewhere you, where you think would be wholly unappealing uh, where there's basically nothing redeeming about it oh uh, yeah, like it's not like you could go to the gears of war world and be like well i'll just go to the beach because there are no beaches um probably either yeah gears of war would be a good one because it's like a living nightmare even when they beat the flood they flood even when they beat the locust they come back so it's just like oh god i'll do all this shit again i've got to beat them again um but yeah that just looks like a living nightmare but i think probably the last of us world because it is our it's very grounded and you could you kind of see that that could happen in our world you know and it'll just fall to shit and it's just so miserable especially the second game that game is a miserable slog. It's a great, it's a good game. Don't get me wrong, but my God, you feel like slitting your wrist afterwards. Just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you, Neil Druckmann? Are you so, he's going through some major, some depression or something. This <laughs> is so bloody, like, nothing good happens in that game. In the second one. The first one had, like, some optimism about it. Well, kind of. Um, you had the father, the father-daughter relationship with Joe, and you know finding the reason for him to sort of live again and enjoy life, and that's all taken away from you in the second one, and it's just a relentless, painful, stro- uh, stro- um, miserable slog through. It doesn't make the game less fun, uh, fun, but good, but enjoyable. So. <laughs> Blood, everything it bad happens. It it's doesn't so help that it's 35 bad. hours long as well because that just makes oh. it feel even. I mean, it's very good, but it is, yeah. It's so like depressing, and it, and it, it's so, it's more, makes it even more depressing. You get to, you, you play as two different protagonists, so you get to see their miserable lives. <laughs> Everything's miserable. Even though, Nobody's even, happy. When you, even when you think Ellie gets a kind of like a little happy ending, that's taken away. It's all gone. No. F- minus digits family's left her she's got nothing just a hate and now look what that got her it's just you just like come away from that and just go well that was an enjoyable experience i'm really glad i played that (laughs) everyone really affirmed my Uh, my happiness yeah so that kind of it's even even without the um infected um um running around it's just it's just a depressing game it kind of makes me think how the third one's going to be i mean mm. i kind of feel like they've got to sort of come up with a new protagonist maybe the child that ellie and um what's her name because had maybe set a few years in the future because i can't see you playing as ellie again her story's kind of done you know what more can you I mean it could be lev um, mm, Lev is a bitch. Shit, didn't really get the vibe with Levy. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, it could be, could be Lev and and you know, and the child of um Ellie. You know, it could be the setting them. You know, obviously they got that hate, not hate thing, but you know, it could be from their perspective, they could grow up to be best friends or something like that or end up killing each other. You know, that's the way that game seems to go. So... <laughs> Hope for the future. How, no, they're probably going to kill each other. Yeah. How how old was Lev in, in the game? He was a... Uh, I don't know, like early teens, maybe? Early teens, yeah. Maybe they could. But I, I kind of see... Because the ending was Lev and... Um... Abby like going off together, wasn't it? And so maybe like... it could be something, something to do with them. I don't know. I don't think they really need to do a third one, to be honest. Then they don't. They did. They that would of... be in. Yeah, probably. They, they, they it, and it always comes at the the last year of the current gen. So you don't expect a Last of Us Part Three until like a few, like another five years to the end of lot. Twenty twenty eight. Yeah, end of the PS5's life cycle. It's what you always seems to do because then they can remake it or re-release it on the next on PS6 or something like that. What well, they seem to do with that game, they remaster it, you know. Or if they had like you know, if they release it on PC, you don't really need to do that. But there you are. So, but yeah, that world is just 
fucking miserable. Everyone's miserable in there. Even the, I mean, like they they did a nice little life for themselves in um in that in the town where um, Joel's brother founded. I don't think they gave it a name. That seemed pretty cool. And for a minute there, I was thinking, if this game goes, like, if that game goes and does and destroys that village, I'm, I'll be done with it. I'll be like, you know what? <laughs> fuck it. I've just had enough Neil Druckmann. You're just like really fucking miserable bastard. Because <laughs> I thought they were going to do that. I thought, oh, shit. Because there was a scene in the trailer where you see it just somewhere burning. But it wasn't that. It was the, the fight with the... The the um scars and the um Seraphites. Yeah. Mm. That was them. There was that bit that was on fire, but luckily they didn't do that because it seemed like they had a nice little thing going there in that town. Self sufficient, you know. Things are looking up. I mean, obviously still got the uh, the uh, infected about, but yeah. Probably that, man. Yeah. Fuck that world. It's miserable. Mm. I'd rather be in the world of Halo with the flooding shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> then go through that torturous world. Oh, yeah. At least in Halo, you can like join the Spartans if you're good enough. Yeah. And at least you get a decent gun. It's a armor. The new Spartans are shit, though, man. Look how easily mm. <laughs> get killed off so quickly. <laughs> Only the um, um, Spartan Freeze are any good. The Spartan fires are terrible, or Spartan fours, whatever the fuck they are. They're um, yeah, the 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 um, you know, the conveyor belt ones, the quickly manufactured, mass ones, produced. Uh, they they're terrible against fighting the uh, Covenant or the uh, ba banished. They all just got wiped out. This chief has to do everything again. It's just like, well, I'll <laughs> clean this up again. I do it all myself. Yeah, yeah, but um. About yourself before we wrap this up, what would you, uh, what would you not like to go? Well, that was one of the two that immediately came to mind was The Last of Us. Um, the other one, again, because I'm playing at the moment, is Diablo's World of Sanctuary, especially oh, yeah. in Diablo 4, because it's just like, okay, so spoilers for Diablo 3, but it is like 12 years old or something at this point. At the end of that game, half of humanity basically gets wiped out. And then Diablo 4 is like 30 years later and humanity is just like on the brink. And um, every town is just dark and rainy and depleted. You step out of town and there's demons and monsters trying to claw your face off no matter where you go. Got all these like ancient temples and stuff that are just full of like evil ancient monsters and everything. It's just, it's a very dark kind of the point Diablo's kind of like a dark gothic fantasy horror kind of vibe and it very much works for the game it is but you wouldn't want to visit Sanctuary mm. and then you've got like a war between angels and demons kind of sitting above it all as well and humanity kind of caught in the middle it's a cool setting but you would not want to go there for a holiday <laughs> because you'd probably no. just die immediately you know, oh, I'll walk to town and then just get killed by a random monster <laughs> and then you'd probably drop loot for somebody else or something. Come exactly. and loot your corpse for your little bit, little bit of gold yeah. you've got in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds bloody nice, doesn't it? Jesus Christ, <laughs> depressing places, man. But yeah, I think we could leave it there. Unless you have anything else you would like to say. No, you nothing comes to mind. Alright. Well, yeah, I'm was... sure like we'll finish this off and then like an hour later I'll be like, oh, this would have been a cool one and that would be a cool one. Uh, uh, yeah, I got um, you know some honourable mentions. The World of Skyrim, Tam... Is it Tamriel? Tamriel? Tamriel, it's the world of Tamriel. the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, so that, yeah, I'd like to visit like Sky, um, Skyrim, go there, hunt some dragons, become the dragonborn, <laughs> and also um, Persona. I like the world of Persona, specifically Persona 4. Uh, you know, get to go there, hang out with your crew of sexy. Yeah, so we number. Yeah. So basically, yeah. you just want to go to small town Japan. No. Oh, shit. Not Persona 4. Persona 5. Sorry. Jesus Christ. I've got them. Yeah. I don't want to go to a small town anymore. Fuck that. I want to go to Shibuya, <laughs> man. Get, get, get it on. Yeah. It's like our world, but with magic and demons, powers, and stuff like that. We get to change people's hearts and stuff. We don't kill them. We just change their hearts. 
But anyway, yeah, I think we're going to leave it there, Mr. Rawls. Uh, it's been in a, been a brief one, but you know the subject we had, what we didn't, have, you know, we made it last as long as we could. But yeah, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and uh, this podcast is available on all uh, podcast platforms apart from Apple Music. Just fuck Apple. Boo. Unless Apple wants to sponsor us, then I'll put it on Apple. Yay. Anyway, thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye. Say bye. See you, pals.